HSO team just rolled in. I said we'd meet him in town at 1800. Yeah, but oddly enough, transports died, so we're waiting on the marshals again. We're waiting on the fucking bus? Yes, sir. God damn it. I still can't believe I let you convince me to come here and shut down a couple of bullshit buildings. I usually make the mess, brother. You got me cleaning this one up. See, the thing with it is, you're getting old, man. I got to let you down easy. But the thing with it is, when I want somebody to cover my back, you're my man. All our guys, they're the best. Well, I look at it, I'll be down in Mexico in the next few days, and there's 4,000 ways to get killed down there, so watch your ass. I'm Eric Tutin. I love movies, and I love wrestling. This is Movies with Wrestlers. Alright, episode one, holy cow, uh, this is a good one, um, first off, right off the bat, I'm Eric, welcome, um, Movies with Wrestlers, if you listen to episode zero, you know what the idea of the show is, basically each week I'm going to be talking to a different friend about a movie starring a professional wrestler, this week is a good one, uh, I have my friend Austin Dykstra on, we talked about Maximum Conviction, starring Stone Cold Steve Austin and... Steven Seagal, and uh, there was a lot to talk about. It was a good conversation, and uh, really enjoyed having Austin on. A couple things regarding the quality. Um, it's a low-budget podcast, so right now I'm kind of going between a couple different things as far as what I'm using to record, so the quality might dip here and there. Hopefully you'll value the podcast for its content rather than its audio quality, but eventually it'll get better, so don't worry. It'll, 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 it'll work out in the end. Um, like I said, talking to Austin this week, he's a good guy, and he actually loves Steven Seagal, unironically, like, he, he legit loves Steven Seagal, is the, the vibe I'm getting from him, um, and it's a good one, and we're talking about Stone Cold Steve Austin, who happens to be one of my all-time favorite wrestlers, um, the movie, uh, well, you'll, you'll hear about it, but, um, <laughs> I encourage you to watch it and listen to the podcast if you if you so choose. Um, it's an hour and a half of your life you'll never get back. But if you're into really interesting action movies, definitely get in on that. All right, so uh, here it is: uh, Maximum Conviction. Enjoy. <coughs> Welcome Hello. to the show, buddy. How you doing? Doing pretty good. So we're talking about Maximum Conviction. Who? We just watched the film. Holy shit. So much in so little time. Okay, so did you pick up on, like, most of the, like, main components of the story? Because, like... Kick ass? Well, yeah, like, kill people and... But, like, why, though? Why are they killing people? Yeah, so they were... Okay. I think it's Steven Seagal's secret fetish. Killing people? Around Asian women, yes. Or women of any ethnicity. Yeah. Besides... Is that a pattern? I'm not super familiar with Seagal films. Is that a pattern? Uh, From what I understand, yes. From the Steven Seagal films that I have personally seen, yes. Oh, man. So... 
This movie was produced by Steven Seagal, first of all. So he obviously had a lot of creative control. Probably put a lot of money Ooh. into it. But I feel like after when was this when did this movie come out? 2012. He's been making action movies for a while. He's had the props saved. He bought his own props. He has his own places to shoot already. He already owns all of this stuff. Right. He's not going to do anything with it. He's got the only thing he's going to do with it is make more shitty action movies. He's and it's, it. it's so it's the best thing. It's like he walks into this industrial complex every day, and it's just like his own little action Disney world. <laughs> There's just like gun props and like costumes just lying around. Yeah, speaking of costumes, so they're halfway through this movie. There's a, a costume switch with Seagal, where throughout like the beginning of the film, for okay, so I guess we should say. This podcast is movies with wrestlers. The wrestler in this movie is Stone Cold Steve Austin. And getting back to wardrobe. What was the movie called again? Maximum Conviction. Maximum Conviction, okay. And halfway through the film, Seagal changes wardrobe from... He was just wearing like a black shirt, which he wears throughout it, but he has like a bulletproof vest or just like a tactical vest? I, I feel like it was more of just a tactical vest. Right, okay. So, tactical vest, shaded, like, yellow-tinted sunglasses, and a backwards baseball cap. And a man says, he's gone tactical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. If you look in um, Urban Dictionary, gone tactical is just a Steven Seagal picture. There's no definition. It's just a Steven Seagal picture with him in some, like, amber-tinted camouflage sunglasses. Is that absolutely true? Oh, my God, yes. You're telling me the truth right now? I hope so. That makes... Oh. <laughs> yeah, the first note that I took when we were watching this movie was this movie is American as shit. Oh, my gosh. There's so many... Let me Let me compare <laughs> what my first note of this movie was real quick. Oh, so... <laughs> Out of context, Steven Seagal hand moves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he has some very specific hand moves. Oh, God, every movie, every movie. Yeah, and he, he kind of, like, walks like Steve Jobs throughout this movie, if oh, you notice. Like, yeah, he's got his own sort of saunter. <laughs> Just like the enlightened, like, martial artist. I'm enlightened, but I can kill you. <laughs> okay, so that... <laughs> So at the start of this movie, it starts with Steven Seagal pulling up to this, like, weird secret, like, federal army prison sort of thing. Like, it's never really quite No context, explained. no date, no time. No, like, you don't know where or who, and maybe this that was a conscious a choice, but... wire-gated community with <laughs> camouflaged guards. Cool. <laughs> and, like, I guess we should explain the entire premise of this movie is Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin are trying to do a successful, just routine, run-of-the-mill prisoner transport, right? They're trying to transport one prisoner from one place to another. But, of course, things go awry, and someone from the CIA, from some organization, you're not quite sure, <laughs> comes and tries to steal the prisoner because she has an implant next to her heart 
they don't tell you that for another 60 minutes. Yeah, you so. don't learn that until like an hour and 15 into the they, hour and a half movie. So far, all you know is Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin have a a very interesting relationship. <laughs> yeah, they're like... You're not sure if they were like... There's sexual tension. <laughs> there is a, a small bit. Like, they kind of want to bone each other in this like, movie. They haven't boned each other, but they've like... They've... Been in different countries away from... They're, they're just super testosterone-driven yeah, men. So yeah, they're old war they, buddies. Yeah. They're just away from their home country <laughs> in like some shower somewhere. <laughs> just jerking off back to back. <laughs> not quite there, but it's... Yeah, you're right. You're right. And uh <laughs> where were we going with this? Um uh their bromance and oh, pre-bromance. Yeah. It was all you know so far is that they are brothers. Um Are they brothers? Did I They not they pick just up kept saying brother. They're just like oh, yeah, some they, sort yeah, of yeah. testosterone-driven relationship. Yeah, you're never quite sure what it is. It's like they could be like old war buddies or they might have just worked at the same place at some point. Oh yeah. Um They work at the same place now. But anyway, the plot of the movie. <laughs> yes, that's what we were at. I was just trying to like find where we were in the plot. They want to extract this implant because it has information that they want, but they can only do it if the prisoner is alive and the prisoner yeah. happens to be an attractive Asian woman. <laughs> yes. Surprise. And one that gets close to Steven Seagal throughout the film. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I did learn in this movie, and it's at the beginning of the movie, Steve Austin can do anything, including fixing fucking garbage trucks. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> my second line that I wrote down, uh, second note, Stone Cold is every man. <laughs> He can fix garbage trucks. He can sense when things are wrong. He can murder you with a chain. <laughs> He's every man. He's every man. Sip a beer for every man. <laughs> Another thing we learned was that the closed captions for this movie on Netflix are fucked up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I also took a closed captioning note. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm just going to read from my notes and just tell you when I'm reading from my notes. Just to bother you. Dude, another thing I noticed, at the beginning of this movie, there's, like, just a bunch of different shots of just, like, the day-to-day -day routine. And it's, like, guarded by a bunch of, like, military personnel. They're, like, ambiguous soldiers. They're just wearing camouflage. But fucking every single one of them throughout the entire film is just fucking around. Until, like, shit hits the fan. Yeah. And then they, like... This is a black site. I... Shouldn't the government be keeping at least our best soldiers guarding <laughs> the ones? black sites? Yeah, no, but they're all just, like, fucking around. They're, like, making fun of each other, and, like, one of them's eating a candy bar, and he looks stoned. Like, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, he that... looks stoned. Somebody finds a secret message, and he's just like, oh, no, there's... I'm just gonna pass it off. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yes, it's a big deal. Come on. When shit does hit the fan, though, Steve Austin has some, like, silent kills and a lot of kills oh the, the kill count um yeah how many so i'm curious to know how many what kills happens were is um moving on with the plot the garbage truck pulls in a garbage truck shows up pulls into the facility carrying what looks like four men <laughs> <laughs> 
could be 30. Um, yeah, this is... But they hide in the garbage truck. Like... Stone Cold tries to fix the garbage truck because the garbage truck man cannot fix the garbage truck. Little did we know he, that he yeah. was a... He was an agent in disguise. Oh, we knew, but... <laughs> yeah, we knew. <laughs> agent in disguise. They're CIA. Are they apparently. CIA? That, it's in... It's in... You don't know. You don't know yeah. what fucking organization it is. Yeah, it's just... I, they're all, like, Americans. Apparently, they're on the same team, but they blow a hole through the side of the dump truck, escape out, shit hits the fan, Stone Cold starts his murder spree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, he kills in did you did you get a final like count on how many ways he kills people um on ways he kills people how many do you have you've got I have two i have well he injures somebody by throwing a pot of boiling water on them yes but he the one the big one was the fucking propane tank stone cold picks up a propane tank where did he get it why do they have a propane tank there? Apparently, they don't have gas lines into their kitchen. They just have to use propane <laughs> tanks, which seems odd for a high-security black site. But anyways, um, picks up a propane tank, lays it on a shelf, gets some sort of knife and or machete that he happens to have. Waits for his fucking moment. Waits for his moment. Stalks his prey. <laughs> Sip a beer for Stone Cold. Sip a beer for the working man. For the chops machete the end. Machete chops the end of the the valve on this propane tank and uses it as a rocket to blow somebody through a wall into another room with just the most fabulous CGI. Yeah, and like I'm not this, I'm it, not too upset about like the production of the movie. I'm being more critical of that than I should. No, be. I feel like they had. A, a decent budget and none of it went to the writing or like the story it went to somebody's drug habit <laughs> it went to like or some ridiculous habit. have y'all seen steven seagal recently dude he's a he's fluffy he's a hefty man he's a hefty man have you seen this okay off topic but on topic because seagal have you seen that there is a show i think it was on a and e steven seagal was like a cop. Have you seen this? You heard about this? You seen this? Oh, like he's actually a cop? He can arrest you at Dude, some point? Yeah, so... <laughs> oh, God. The beginning of this show, it starts off, and like it's just like in the beginning of every episode, it's like the like the, the title sequence. It starts off with Steven Seagal saying, I've been an LAPD... Or like, I don't know where the fuck he's from. He's just like, I've been a cop for 20 years. And you're like, what? You have? <laughs> I don't know if he's embellishing. I don't know if I'm remembering it right. I don't trust my memory. But it's something like that. But basically, the whole show is just that he's a cop. He goes, it's like cops with Steven Seagal, basically. Oh my gosh. that That is so much better than cops. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's fucking ridiculous. That's ten times better than cops. Because you know he's going to be strict <sighs> but fair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about fair. Mm. I've got... On so, film, he's fair. <laughs> I feel like I have to tell you this because I've got like sort of an unnat like it's a weird dislike, innate dislike, like in me, like deep in me for Steven Seagal because um, my dad was a moving man for many years. I've been a moving man for thirty years, 
<laughs> my dad was a moving man for like 30 years and uh throughout his adventures as a moving man he moved a few celebrities one of which was steven seagal and i heard that he was a major tool not like not just a tool but like a dick he was an asshole but it doesn't surprise doesn't me surprise me either but so I've I've always sort of like I think he was personally mean to my dad from this I don't remember the story completely but I remember it being something like my dad needed something very simple from him and he told him to like fuck off or something like that but uh I've always disliked Steven Seagal since then so I don't think I'll ever like anything that he's in or anything that he does I would hope if I ever when I meet Steven Seagal, <laughs> that he is just an utter asshole clock, to me. I want him to beat my ass to the ground. Yeah, that is a story. I mean, to be beaten down by by Steven Seagal because it that movie was made in 2012. Yeah, how big has he got since then? Oh, probably bigger. Probably, yeah, probably older. He looks I'm, old in this in I know. this movie. He looks out of shape, Stephen. Are you taking care of yourself? He hasn't. He needs to take. He needs to. He needs to get on this a diet. This is a general concern. <laughs> We're worried about you. You need to keep making these films so we can keep making these podcasts. There is a point in this movie where Steven Seagal breaks a man's arm and asks him, "Does that hurt?" And the man. Just gurgles screams. through his own blood. Gurgles through his own blood. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, you fucking pussy. <laughs> you fucking pussy. Oh, God. Hit me with another line. <laughs> Give me so, another good line. There's some, there's some just like general. Okay, another good line. I got another good line. What was the last line of this movie? It was like, you ready to fly, baby? I hope you're ready to fly, baby. Remember, man, it ain't over till we're dead. I hope you like to fly, baby. It's time to go. Yeah, something like that is fucking dumb. Oh, God. The last two lines of this movie were fucking dumb. Then, <laughs> like, the drop your weapon sequence... Do you, did you, do you remember of that? Of course, yes. What action movie is not an action movie without everybody shouting, drop your weapon, drop your weapon, drop your weapon. This one went on a little bit too oh, long, yeah, though. Just like maybe 50 frames too long. He's <laughs> not the tactical genius. I got you outmanned and outgunned two to one. Guess you're not so clever after all. It ain't the amount. It's the skill. The skill the guy's got. That's what it is. Save it for your girlfriend. Want to hear something funny, though? All right. See my smiling face? It's the last thing you're going to see before you hit your grave. Where are you going? What are you going to do? Drop your fucking weapons! Put them down now! Put them down! Drop your weapons now! You motherfucking drop it! Just, 
just a bit too long. And not long enough for me to make a note of it at least. <laughs> um, the Stone Cold burned a man. Yes. That was another way that he killed somebody. Killed someone with by choking him and breaking their neck with a chain. He burned a man. How did he burn that man? How did he burn it? He he grabs like he like picked up a can, an aerosol can, and was like, "Oh, that looks flammable." Didn't say that, but that's the gist of it that I got because it doesn't explain how or what or where he got it. Yeah, we're in a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, we're in a kitchen. How do you get? I I can only presume it's either axe body spray or spray paint. Who knows? He picks it up. There's already an open flame because it's an action movie. <laughs> I think it was on one of the burners on the stove. Yeah. Uh, but he just gets it on fire. He bur- this is pre-throwing the pot of boiling water on another man. Because he uses the fire from that pot of boiling water to ignite his axe body spray or some sort of aerosol can. <laughs> and spray a man in the face with this fire that he had going for like three seconds. And if if... You've ever done this before? You don't do it longer than like a second because it travels back and blows up into your hand. Yeah. But Stone Cold is every man's man. <laughs> yes, he is. So he can do it for longer. Sprays a man in the face with fire, kills him, picks up a pot of boiling water, throws it on another man. He goes running away. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Stone Cold is a fucking stealth machine in this movie. Oh. Nobody can find him. No. He's a ghost. He's a ghost. There's one point where he hears the walkie. The guy's like, wait, I got movement. I think he's in your area. And he's just gone. And then he just disappears. He's disappeared. Just into yeah. the shadows. Fucking silently killing people. Oh my the first God. two kills Stone Cold has in this movie are just silent knife yeah, kills. Yeah, two knife kills. The next kill that he had was with a chain. He lassoed a chain around a man's neck and then broke it. Choked him out and broke his neck. Um, Aerosol can, pot of boiling water. Then Stone Cold finally moves on to fire. No, 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 no. He moves on to propane tanks before he moves on to firearms. You're right. Now, now we're at the firearm stage. Meanwhile, Steven Seagal has killed a modest four people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing is, Stone Cold goes on this fucking crazy rampage, killing everybody with everything he can. He impales a guy at one point on a pipe. Oh my gosh, yes. A guy he had been chasing for a while. But, little does he know, there's another prisoner, apart from the one that has the implant, that is a double agent that is working with the people trying to take the girl with the implant. And he comes across her thinking, oh, damsel in distress, I might just help her out. (laughs) (laughs) And she (laughs) whooped... In in Stone Cold's own words, someone asks him what happened to him, and he says, "I just got my ass whipped by my new wa- my new girlfriend." <laughs> got my ass whipped by my new girlfriend. Oh, Stone but Cold! He, yeah, he wakes up from it after being knocked out. He's just like, "That's my kind of woman." Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit! My kind of woman. Oh man! Yeah. Yeah, Stone Cold, you you condone that domestic violence, you. <laughs> yeah, he later refers to her as his future ex-wife, which I thought was actually kind of funny. Ladies and gentlemen, please meet my future ex-wife. Um, I'm just 
nonchalantly being creeped on by Stone Cold. Yeah, it's funny. Just staring me down. We're actually podcasting in our basement, which we use for band practice, and I have, like, wrestlers all over all of my my guitar stuff. So I have, like, a Stone Cold on an amp looking at Austin, and I have a Stone Cold looking at me on my pedal board. Ah, he's looking at me, too. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the paintings where the eyes just follow you no matter where you go. You know, when I woke up today, I didn't envision nearly this much Stone Cold. No, there's been a lot of Stone Cold. Yeah, I'm um, relatively new to wrestling. Yeah, he he is. He's uh doesn't have a lot of experience, and that's that's kind of interesting. We haven't talked about wrestling at all yet. No, which is the point of this show. <laughs> it, it, it is, and it isn't. It's yeah. It's more about like just honestly the the wrestlers as actors. I feel like because because I feel like a lot of wrestlers are good actors and I feel like they might not be the greatest on film but I feel like they learn from that and bring it into the wrestling and their promos get better and it, that's why I wanted to start this is because Yeah, if you I feel like if you're going to wrestle and act and use your acting to be a better wrestler that's great. If you're going to wrestle and learn to act wrestling, and then try to be an actor and not a wrestler. Yeah, that's garbage. It never works. But you look at guys like Batista, who were wrestlers before they were actors. They gained all of that knowledge of like how to cut a promo and like how to act in wrestling, and then they go on and make fucking they're in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he was good in that movie. I never saw Guardians. Of you the never Galaxy. saw Guardians. Yeah. No, and it's... I've got a friend. Um, from back home named Jacob that just um, really hounded me about not seeing that film, and I never saw it yet. We should watch that film post. Yes, yeah, we'll Steven do another Seagal. one. We'll do another. We'll do Guardians of the Galaxy next. Ah, oh, well, shit. See you in a couple weeks. <laughs> back to maximum conviction, though, because that's the topic at hand. There is a sequence at the end. Where, like, kind of like the main villain guy and Steven Seagal finally meet up. And he mentions something about, you know the story about the scorpion and the frog? That's me. I'm the bad guy. I don't know the story about the scorpion and the frog. You don't? No. Let me explain it to you. The story of the scorpion and the frog is there is a scorpion and a frog. And they're at this pond. And the scorpion needs to get to the other side of the pond. So the frog offers him a ride on his back, and they are swimming across, and halfway through, the scorpion stings the frog and kills him. The frog asks him, why did you do that? You're going to kill yourself, too. He says, "It's I can't help what's in my nature. It's good, right? I love that. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a fable, but I, I love that one, because uh, there's actually a movie that came out not too long ago, I think 2011, called Drive. Did you ever see that? Has Ryan Gosling in it? I have, but not... I haven't seen it more than once, and I really have to watch a movie more than once to like. That movie you got to watch a couple times. It. If you watch it like two or three times, you'll like. It'll be. It was my favorite movie for a while. It's really good. I love it. But uh, that story that that movie is kind of based off of that whole story, like, and it, it explains it in the movie. That's why there's a scorpion on the back of his jacket. But I have a theory that whoever wrote this movie <clears throat> wrote it after they saw Drive. And they're like, I want to write a, I want to write a movie like around that concept. That's great. Oh. Or Steven Seagal saw that movie. 
That seems like a Seagal move. Yeah, it definitely does. Oh, I th- what? I love Steven Seagal. <laughs> do you? I do. I truly, truly do. Um, I have a fondness for Steven Seagal that I just can't quite explain. My dad watched a lot of Steven Seagal, and um, it's just it's like thoroughly embedded in my brain that he's always gonna win. Yeah. I don't think like. John Wayne dies in, like, what, four movies? He loses in, like, four movies. Steven Seagal never loses. Yeah. I, I can almost guarantee but I think that's that beca- he never loses. I think that's because Steven Seagal has a lot of say in what he stars in. <laughs> I think he's behind a lot of the story, as he's a producer in a lot of what he stars in, I have a feeling. Uh, I feel like there was some sort of controversy going on with Steven Seagal not too terribly long ago. I don't doubt it. Oh, uh, yeah. This is more about Stone Cold. It is. It's more about Stone Cold, and that's why I would like to ask you, what did you think of Stone Cold's performance in this film? Inadequate. Inadequate? You inadequate. didn't like it? I mean, yeah, inadequate. <laughs> yeah, I I don't disagree with you. I'm going to let my personal feelings for Stone Cold aside, because I listen yeah. to Stone Cold's podcast. I have watched Stone Cold on, on wrestling for years, and... I fucking love Stone Cold. I think he's a funny dude. I think he's a... Oh, I mean, like, if you're going to go from, like, a comedic standpoint, for that movie, it was kind of weird. There was some, like, comic relief, but kind of weird comic relief. Yeah. Um, But compared to the other actors in the movie, I think Stone Cold was head and shoulders above many of the actors in the movie. Oh, God, he blows Steven Seagal Seagal out of the water. (laughs) Yeah. Let's not hate on Stone Cold. I mean, a part of it is he's kind of playing Stone Cold, but like a sort of like militarized sort of badass. If Stone Cold were in the Marine Corps yeah. for like twenty years, if someone gave Stone Cold um, a federal firearms licensing permit <laughs> and he gets a- access to like machine guns and got to play around for a while, this is this is this Stone Cold. Yeah, <laughs> like he's fired bazookas, but. The government doesn't need to know about that. (laughs) Yeah, he just... I mean, he probably does. He owns a ranch in Texas. He probably just goes and fires off fucking crazy weapons that we don't even know about. (laughs) Stone Cold's got a nuke testing facility. Oh, yeah. What happens when Stone Cold comes out with his own designer handgun line? Then I'm buying a handgun, I guess. He's that's already, that's he's what it takes own... for you to become a gun owner. It's so cold. <laughs> if a wrestler endorses it, I'm pretty much in, for the most part. <laughs> I don't condone some things. Uh, have you had bootios yet? I you haven't. should go in on a box of bootios, uh, dude. I'd I'd actually be down. I if I I mean they've got to be just like Honey Nut Cheerios, like or like Frosted Cheerios, right? I uh, maybe. That's what I, I feel I think like they're, they're just like. Fruit Loops, maybe. But like they're they look like Cheerios. That's the thing. Like, uh, like something tells me they're just like a frosted Cheerio. Yeah, that that wouldn't. I wonder how me. much a box of Bootios goes for. Yeah, that's a good question. Have to find out. We'll figure that out. <laughs> oh, there's there's a you you asked for a good line earlier. This is a Steven Seagal line. <laughs> Why don't you go fuck your mama with your wet poodles? <laughs> We know you got some women back there. Just give us one. We'll take our frustrations out on her. Or you can fuck her yourself and just give us your keys. I got a better idea. Why don't you fuck your mama when you're dead poodles? <laughs> <laughs>
That's what I think he oh, said. Oh, that's such a beautiful insult. That's that's the last thing that man heard before he died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the dialogue in this movie, I don't know. It's it's pretty it's like so bad it's good. Yeah. It's I mean, like, I I thoroughly enjoyed watching the movie from like a comical point of yeah, view, though, right? It was so good. Oh man, what was there was another line that was just like too good. The one that the there's a female, uh, like military police officer. She's wearing like camo, but uh, she delivers this line so fucking weird. It's the and line it made is the cut. It made the cut. It, the line is, if someone comes, I'll lay down cover fire to buy you time. And it was said pretty much just like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop it in right now. If somebody comes, I'll lay down cover fire to buy you time. And while we're at it, we'll just drop in some other really strange lines that got the cut. Don't ever touch me! Sweetheart, this is a top-secret military dark facility. The police do not know about this place. Never could, never will. But you're going to have to worry because if somebody tries to come and kill you, they got to come through me and my friends. Okay. <laughs> have you heard of uh, Stone Cold's uh, Broken Skull Challenge? I have not. So this is a reality show on, uh, I think it's on Spike. And it's basically like this obstacle course that Stone Cold, like, allegedly builds. I don't think he builds them. I think people build them, and he takes credit for it on the show. Um, but basically, it's like a tournament of these people who can finish these obstacle courses and uh, be like the Broken Skull champion. Cause Does Stone Cold himself finish these obstacle courses? No, he just hosts mm. the TV show. He hosts a couple of TV shows on on CMT, which is really the country music television channel. That doesn't surprise me. I actually had a phase where I watched a lot of CMT. Yeah? Yeah, it was like a weird summer in middle school, I think. And I got like very into the country music uh, catalog that was coming out around then. I think it was like 2003-ish. Um, there was like a lot of like Rodney, Rodney Carrington, not Rodney Carrington. <laughs> Are you a big Rodney Carrington? Fan? No, I, I did have a Rodney Carrington phase too, though. Uh, God, is there a wrestler, is there a wrestler in beer for my horses? Cause I really want to review uh, that movie. No, <laughs> no, there's not. I don't think, but, uh, I heard things about that movie. I haven't seen that movie. I would be down, not for this podcast, but maybe for another podcast, yes. we'll talk about Beer for My Horses. Yes, <laughs> we might just go this. right upstairs. It's 12.05 p.m. We can no. go. No, I got to work at 9 in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> go to Safeway, get another six-pack, watch Beer for My Horses, come down, start another podcast. <laughs> no fucking chance. Um, we are at... 35 though so we are good 35 minutes how yeah. much how long you want this guy to roll well i want it to roll as long as you want it to roll i'm kind of letting it go i mean we should probably at least go through the plot I, oh yeah so how does the movie end <laughs> um well yeah there's like 40 to 50 minutes of ass kicking and then 
There is so much fucking action yeah. in this movie. Um, final kill count. Yeah, I never did get that. I, I'm curious. Um, not all people murdered because some side characters um, got to murder some people too. That was cool. Um, Stone Cold 11. Nice. 11 kills. Um, Seagal's got to be lower, right? Guess. Oh, damn it. I feel like it's higher, so I'm going to guess like 14. No. Eight. Eight? Eight. He Seagal only bullet. killed eight. Eight, oh, yeah. Wow. He, he went made down on Stone bottom. Cold the badass. That's 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 good of Seagal. Yeah. The, the only good thing Seagal ever did was put Stone Cold over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Stone Cold performed a little bit better than Steven Seagal. Stone they didn't Cold spend was... a lot of time together. They got to like... They didn't. There was... they, they met together just... Briefly. Okay, and this is actually what I wanted to point out to you. I don't know if you noticed, but the scenes where Stone Cold and and uh, Steven Seagal are together, it's weird because I keep wanting to say Stone Cold Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the scenes where they're together, Stone or uh, Steven Seagal has like this weird Cajun accent. Like, did yeah. you notice that kind? Of, like when he says "rot heel." Well, I need a minute with you, brother. Yeah, I got a minute. What you got? You know, this whole thing was about money. $200 million. I got the bank accounts with all the numbers right here. Oh, yeah. And man, the way he says man. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he only has, like, the kind of, like, weird sort of Cajun when he's twang talking... to it when he's talking to Steve Austin. Oh, when he's gosh. talking to the Asian girl. Is he in love with Steve Austin? Dude, I think like that's the underlying out a fake thing. persona towards Steve Austin. Like yeah. that, they didn't mean to do that in the movie. That's just how Steven Seagal talks to Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin. <laughs> Maybe that's why he wanted to like make a movie with Steve Austin. He's just like really just like wants to be around Steve Austin. Feels like he has some sort of badassness to learn from Steve Austin. <laughs> right, that could very well could be. But anyway, at the end. Um, Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin save the prisoner, the girl. And uh, I guess Steven Seagal takes her on a plane and fucks her? Is... I mean, that was the the premise. That was like the gist of the last line or two of the movie? Yeah. Insert here. <laughs> I hope you like to fly, baby. It's time to go. Yeah, I think they, I think that's pretty much what he was going for. Not the greatest ending. Not the greatest movie. What do you give this movie? I, I've been trying to think of a rating system related to wrestling, and I'm going to say, first of all, I want you to rate Stone Cold Steve Austin's performance on a scale from Jobber, which is Oh, I bad. know what the Jobber is. Solid Worker, which is like, we'll say, like a modern day comparison. Like Enzo the, six months ago. And, <laughs> sure. Not even, not even Enzo. I would say like... Neville. Neville's a solid worker. He's okay. doing good work. And then, uh, like, greatest of all time. Like your CM Punk's, your Kevin Owens. Like, um, I'm giving it a wrestling rating from the movie. Like, giving, I'm rating the Stone... movie with wrestling ratings. Yeah, you're, you're, well, you're rating the movie with wrestling ratings, and you're rating Stone Cold's performance with wrestling ratings. Um, I feel like he was a working man in this movie. Just, just below... Sip a beer for the working man. Yeah. Damn. I'm properly drunk. I'm no good at this <laughs> little pop filter that's going on because I keep hitting it. 
the listeners know. You don't know, but the listeners know. Oh, yeah. I'm not a listener. I'm I'm not good enough for headphones. That's 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 just that's just the tech we working with, dog. <laughs> <laughs> but give me give me a, a rating on on Stone Cold's performance. Um, I would say he was like. A very hard-working man. Like, almost... Like, he was getting ready to, like, retire, so they would have given him, like, a couple more championships. So, like, <laughs> like, a solid worker? Just, like, right above solid worker. Okay. I dig that. I'm... I'm gonna give it the same. I'm gonna Cause give it I the haven't, same. Because like, I haven't, like, witnessed you... a lot of, like, at older wrestling and followed much of older wrestling I've only seen up until, like, last December until now. Well, have you seen any, um... I don't think I've witnessed him wrestle. Really? Maybe in, like, clips here and there, but I don't think I've witnessed him <laughs> wrestle. Well, shit, we'll have to do a, we'll have to do a follow-up at some point, but... Um, have you seen him act in anything else? Oh, I feel like I have. Um... The Condemned was his first big movie. I have seen The Expendables. I have seen the Adam Sandler version of The Longest Yard. Oh, okay. Cool, cool, Oh, cool. fuck. We got Oh, man. We got so many movies with wrestlers, oh, guys. We got so many movies with wrestlers. Little story about The Expendables real quick. When I was in uh, California, I actually... Um, I stayed with my brother. He was in the Marines. And uh, they had this little thing when The Expendables came out. The theater on the, on the uh, Army or the Marine base... They were playing it, and they had Sylvester Stallone, Terry Crews, uh, Randy Couture, and Stone Cold Steve Austin come to the theater uh, to, like, premiere the movie for, like, the soldiers. And I got to give Stone Cold a hell yeah. That's pretty dope. That is... I really want to see a wrestling event so I can, like, shout a catchphrase at a wrestler. I'm very... Very, I do too. I've never seen professional wrestling live. Hopefully, I'll change that within the next year or so. But I have given Stone Cold Steve Austin a hell yeah. Sip a beer for the working man. <laughs> finish your beer for the working man. Ooh, I can't finish this beer yet. Uh, so comparatively, what did you think of his performance compared to The Expendables or The Longest Yard? I thought I liked him in the in The Longest Yard. God, I don't quite remember his place in The Longest Yard. <laughs> what was he? Um, I feel like he was, uh... Was he a guard? He was a guard, yeah. Yeah, he he seemed meaner in that movie. Yeah, just but because, he was like, good, though. He was in, like, more of a power position. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that'll put you, like, in a little bit more of an aggressive stance. I yeah, guess. but there's, like, a lot of more comedy around his role. Yeah. He can do both. He understands comedy. I, I like yeah. that about Oh, Stone yeah, Cold. there was that, um, moment. I remember. Never mind. In, uh, in Maximum Conviction? Um, Longest Yard. Oh, in lo- yeah. Yeah. I've, I haven't seen that movie in a long Good time. Good God, yes. Stone Cold's still staring at me. <laughs> <laughs> He's just judging me because I said like, he wasn't, wasn't the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> well, goddamn, boy. Yeah, if Stone Cold were to ever show up and, like, yell at me for saying he wasn't the greatest of all time on microphone. Um, one, well, I really hope that at some point during this podcast I can try Stone Cold's beer while reviewing a movie Stone Cold uh, starred in. Yeah, I want to see 
I'm not judging just Stone Cold on this one movie. We have to see more. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, do you want to uh, give me a, a quick rating on the movie, and then we'll we'll get out of here? Solid four out of ten. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Four. Ah, I'm giving it like a two. Fuck this movie, dude. It was bad. <laughs> I was trying to be nice. <laughs> I don't want Stone Cold to hurt me. <laughs> Stone Cold didn't write this movie. He just got paid to act in it. That... Yeah, I saw he him kill a man with a propane lines. tank. I can't risk it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I really appreciate it. Um, this was fun. Thanks, yes. dude. Alright, there it is. Episode 1, Maximum Conviction. Um... Like I said, an, an interesting action film. Uh, I noticed while I was going through this episode editing that I said the phrase Asian woman or Asian women a lot, and I want to clear up. That's not me being intentionally or unintentionally racist or sexist. I just don't actually think that the writers gave that character a name. And if they did, the director did not make it clear that that character had a name. Um, so... Maybe this one doesn't pass the Bechtel test. Uh, I want to thank Austin for coming on. He was a great first guest. Um, he came in it with like a great attitude. He was taking notes while we were watching it, and it was just a great vibe. Great guest. Couldn't have asked for a better first episode, so thank you, Austin. Uh, I'll definitely be having him on the show quite often just because uh, I think he enjoyed doing it, and I enjoyed talking to him. Maybe we'll get that. Guardians of the Galaxy episode that we talked about going. Um, also, open invitation. If anyone wants to be on the show, if you live in Bozeman or in Montana or around, hit me up, uh, movieswithwrestlers at gmail.com. Just send me an email and, and we'll try to work something out. Uh, even if you don't live in Montana and you want to try to like call in or do a Skype interview, I think I have a couple of those coming up. So as soon as I get that tech figured out, then uh, we can make, maybe make that happen. But uh so yeah, uh, movieswithwrestlers at gmail.com if you want to try to come on the show. I want to thank Biggs and the Not Safe for Network. Uh, I really appreciate him putting us up on the network and helping me post and, and really all that he does for the Not Safe for Network. He's the best curator we could all ask for. Um, and if you haven't yet, uh, definitely check out the Not Safe for Network. There are a ton of really good quality podcasts on there. Uh, Montucky Skies, which big hosts with uh, Brandon, and then there's the Alien Movie Project, and that's debatable. Those are both really great. Uh, one of my personal favorites, We Had a Good Life. It'll always make you laugh, every single time. And uh, check out Geek Lantern's Light, too. That's one of the newer ones on, on the network. And it, I listened to the first few episodes the other day, and I really enjoyed it. So make sure you check those out, subscribe to them, review them if you like. And, yeah, come back next time. All right. Bye. In brightest comic. In blackest video game. No spoiler shall escape my sight. Beware. My nerdy light. Hi, my name is Jeremiah, and I am starting a podcast about movies, TV, video games, anime, and comics, and pretty much everything that is extra nerdy. I'll be joined by my co-host, Nick, and we'll be putting out our first episode on September 28th.
So I hope you will subscribe and come nerd out with us. Put them on your laptop. Put them on your phone. Put them in your ears. Not safe for network. With the not safe for network, the entertainment's ringing through your brain. Collect them all or trade them with your friends. Not safe for network. Real roulette. Maybe you're a film student. I'm picturing you with a beret. We had a good life. Well, Strop, it's a bit of the gift and the curse. That's debatable. It'd be nice if they showed a little accountability. The Alien Movie Project. It's just another clear-cut case of American exceptionalism. Montucky Skies. I'm spoiling the shit out of this in three, two, one. Bigs on film. We're watching this on Netflix because I'm three beers in and lost the Blu-ray. Listen to all the archives in a row and they form a mega podcast so long that your significant other will be drawing up divorce papers. Not safe for network.